Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. of this is that Christians would be equipped because anytime the Bible refers to saints, it's speaking of people who are alive. They're not a special class. They're just people who've been born again by the Spirit of God. They're Christians. So that the saints would be equipped for the work of ministry, for the edifying, the building, the growth of the body of Christ. One of the primary purposes of the Bible is to equip Christians for their work in ministry and growing the Church of God. Anytime you're sharing the good news of God, the Bible should be the foundation of your conversation. As Pastor Robert delivers today's message, ask yourself, do you fully utilize the Bible? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 12, as he continues his message, Paul Barnabas Appointed. What we're supposed to do as believers, as members of the body of Christ, as members of the church, we're supposed to come together and listen to each other, right? And try to work together in the power, in the grace, in the love of the Holy Spirit and cooperate with the transformation process that only He can do. Now, see, this is one of the reasons, and it took me a while to buy into this and get on board with it. You know, when the ladies' group started doing the whole we are one thing, I'm like, whatever. Bunch of women shouting. Elizabeth says, yeah, it's our war cry. And you know what? That was Robert's flesh. See, that was just one of those biases. It's a really good thing because it declares to the whole spirit realm here in Miami Beach that the church of Jesus Christ will not fragment. We will not be divided. So let's do it just for the sake of doing it. Humor me here. We're going to, this little war cry, we are one. So one, two, three, we are one. Amen. So that means that you and I have to learn to lay aside these biases and preconceptions and all that we think we know, the things that could separate us, and choose to come together in the unity of the Spirit so that Christ will be glorified among us. So that when people look at us, they know that whatever it is, it's for real. They're serious about it. They really do. You know, they come from all over the place. They're from all over the world, but they love each other and they're committed Second observation from the passage. 
Okay, the first was diversity in the leadership. The second is the activity of the leadership. Because what we see here is that they ministered to the Lord. The Bible says they ministered to the Lord. What does that mean? It'd be great if he added some detail about it, but he didn't. So I want to point you to a couple of other passages. In 1 Corinthians 14, 26, the Apostle Paul was writing to the Corinthian Christians. He said, how is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm. Now, that's a psalm, just so you know. The psalms were written to be sung. And we actually still sing some of the psalms. You may not even realize it, but they've been put to music, and the Scottish church is famous for it. They sang the psalms every week, and still do, I guess, in some of the churches. Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, talking about speaking in tongues has a revelation, talking about what, you know, as he wrote about it later and further in the letter, you know, at one point, he's explaining some of these things, but the idea of God giving a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, in other words, the Holy Spirit shares something with a person that they didn't know for them to share with somebody else who didn't know or maybe the whole group. And it might be knowledge, knowledge they didn't have before. It might be wisdom that they've been seeking, wisdom that, you know, is appropriate to a circumstance or a a need. And then interpreting the tongues, an interpretation of tongues. And Paul says, let all things be done for edification. Now, this lets us know, for one thing, that all things are supposed to be done in the church. All these things are supposed to be going on in the church, not like necessarily at every service, but they're supposed to be going on. They are for today. It's something that the Holy Spirit is still doing. But he was writing to them about maintaining order in their gatherings because he pointed out that their gatherings were full of disorder. Everybody speaking in tongues. And it's just this pandemonium where nobody can hear anybody because everybody's talking at the same time. And so he gives specific instructions. But it, see, it gives us a glimpse into what was happening when he tells us that when they came together, songs, teachings, tongues, revelation from God, interpretation of the tongues, and he's like, let all these things be done for the building up of the body, the edification of the church. Now, when he wrote to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 to 16, tells us that Jesus gave, and the idea here is gave to the church, he gave some within the church to be apostles. And they were to be sent. The idea of an apostle is sent. These self-proclaimed apostles, I don't, you, they're not. They're just not. Otherwise, they'd be traveling all over the place and you'd see a radically different lifestyle than most of them live. Some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints. So the purpose of this is that Christians would be equipped because anytime the Bible refers to saints, it's speaking of people who are alive. They're not a special class. They're just people who've been born again by the Spirit of God. They're Christians. So that the saints would be equipped for the work of ministry, for the edifying, the building, the growth of the body of Christ, the church. 
till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. And the idea there is completion. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be children, spiritually speaking, is the idea. Tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It amazes me. You know, that's one sentence, that whole passage. It's just one of those run-on sentences that Paul is kind of famous for in the Scriptures. And we get lost in it. We get confused. What is he saying? Let me tell you what he's saying. He's saying that you and I have a duty to Jesus to work together and cooperate with what he's doing on the earth. Because the intent is that he would be glorified, that people would see how good he is, that people would say, oh, Jesus Have you seen that church? They're all about Jesus. Clearly, there's something to it. I had a guy tell me about 10 years ago. He's like, I don't believe all this stuff, but there's something going on here. You know why he said that? His wife had been coming to the church for several years. And he saw the work. He saw the change that was happening in her. He began to see Jesus in her life. And he's like, don't call me a Christian. I'm not a Christian. I don't believe all this stuff. But there's something real about what's happening here. It was so funny. And I just, I waited because, you see, the thing is, Jesus has to do the work. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can change a life. The Holy Spirit is the only one who can transform a human. But you and I are very capable of hindering that. And one of the ways we hinder it is with our bickering and our biases and our divisive stuff and our our humanness. And so what he's telling us here is that the agenda, the agenda of Jesus in our lives is that we would grow up to be like him, not to be better versions of ourselves. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the Book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. 
We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.